Chasing Normal is driven to reduce the stigma surrounding mental health and provide a platform to encourage open discussion. We aim to empower people throughout all mental states and promote chasing a healthier mindset by adjusting our perception of what is normal. So where do we leave off last time? I know last time we talked about um, loneliness mm-hmm. and the different um, ways we experience loneliness and how, how we cope with it. And then towards the end, we we started to touch a little bit on disappointments. Right. Um, and I think that that's, that's definitely a really interesting and, and relevant topic for you and I both. Mm-hmm. I'm sure for a lot of people. So Patrick, what are... What are some ways in which people experience disappointments? What are all the different, at least ones that you can think of? I'm sure we're going to talk about both being disappointed and being the one who disappoints. Mm. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll start with being disappointed. I feel like I say something or it is maybe because I expect a a certain result or a certain action out of someone. I... Depending on how comfortable I am with, with the friendship or the relationship, I can either just stay stay quiet and like do my own thing or I can also call that person out like, Hey, like that really affected me this way. Right. And it takes a, a very, very, very comfortable bond for me to do that. Yeah, to speak up about Yeah. So I guess in that way when I feel any type of disappointment, I can also be like, Okay, I get it. And it's in, it's within me. I keep it internally as opposed to being outspoken about it. Mm. And that can manifest sometimes. Also, sometimes I can go to sleep, wake up the next day and just forget about everything that happened and be good. Mm. But sometimes it manifests. And when it does, it consumes my energy. Mm. You know, when when you have something that you you want to tell someone, but for one reason or another, that communication is not there. Going with disappointment, there's some people, okay, I'll let you do your thing. We all make mistakes, you know? And I would, I always like to give the benefit of the doubt and give people grace beforehand. At some points, it does manifest in me and I keep it internally and I don't say anything. But on the other end, being the one who disappoints, I feel terrible. Hmm. <laughs> I've had those those moments where we've all had moments when parents like give you that look, you know, like complete, <laughs> complete and other utter dissatisfaction. Yeah. yeah, it messes with my heart, you know. Mm. And the way that I go about it is like I can't, I can't do this again. I don't want to do this again. Let me, in in lieu of feeling this way ever again, I'm going to progress. I'm going to grow. But. Uh, Man, it it sucks being the one who disappoints someone you care about. Right, and and just to reiterate, um, you know, disappointment is 
literally when somebody does or says or acts in a way um, that is contrary to an agreement mm. or to um, act or say something in a way that um, is not what the other person or the receiving person would expect. Yeah. So then we become disappointed or let down, which causes that sense of hurt. So like it sounds like what you were saying you know, internalizing some of that disappointment at times Mm -hmm. coming from your family can, it's hard to do that at times to, to keep it in, to keep that disappointment in, um, the feeling of them letting you down. But when you let somebody else down, it's like, (laughs) it kind of, that, that eats you up. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What, uh, yeah. Any experiences you want to share? Oh, totally. (laughs) Totally. Um, I think for me, I would say I'm like <laughs> so fearful of disappointing others. Mm-hmm. Um, Same here. I am so fearful of, of letting people down. And and I think it comes, for me, it comes from a, a place of self-worth when I, and, and this has to do with my upbringing, um, my performance, which oftentimes is very tightly connected to either appeasing somebody or disappointing somebody. Uh, My performance growing up was very much attached to my Mm self-worth. And so now as an adult, uh, it's difficult to cope with disappointing somebody because Mm -hmm. that is a direct shot at my self-worth. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, man, it's it's hard for me to, to, to live with disappointing somebody. Um, being disappointed, honestly, I, I can deal with that a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you mentioned grace earlier. Um, I'm more apt to give other people grace than give myself grace. Yeah. So, um, if somebody was to disappoint me and obviously I, I think it really depends on what it, what it was or how the disappointment was. I would I would like to address it or let it go, but I'm I'm with you with that feeling of like when you're disappointed mm-hmm. and you don't address it and it and it really hurt you to to let it go and to let it fester and internalize it yeah. causes a lot of a lot of pain. Why do you think it's hard for us to to communicate uh directly that it did affect us in that certain way you know well i can only speak i mean as as a male um and and i can speak from my experiences i think it's especially hard for men to express how we've been disappointed because oftentimes with disappointment comes some sort of uh emotional discomfort or emotional distress Mm -hmm. and that's just not really well accepted among men. Yeah. So to admit that somebody disappointed you um, sometimes means admitting that you were hurt by mm. it. And I think it's it's oftentimes encouraged or whether explicitly or implicitly uh, to men to, to not share that. Yeah. You know, to, again, kind of act like you're impervious to any kind of emotional distress. Right. No, I get it. So yeah, definitely there is that uh, dissonance, 
I would say especially for males, like like you mentioned, mm. when it comes to communicating that. But then on the other side of that, well, let me paint another scenario for you. What if what if said person is really oblivious to how they disappointed you? Mm. You know, do you then still keep it internally, um, or do you like you know what man like for for the sake of this not happening again to you? Because you're you're manifesting, you're you're dealing with internally. So for your well being, would you then say, "Hey, just want to point something out. It's not like too big of a deal, but like th- you did this, and it made me feel this way." I think there's a difference between disappointment that stems from an agreement that two individuals had about whatever the subject may be. Um, okay, let, let's let's create an illustration which. Okay, marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's easy because there's tons of disappointment in marriage all the time, um, and and I, I don't even say that from a, a cynical standpoint. That's just the reality when you live with somebody on a on a daily basis and you're and you're doing life with yeah um, on an intimate level, and so uh, so let's say you agree, you and your partner agree uh, that when you come home from anything when you come home you take your shoes off Mm -hmm. and so your partner comes home and they don't take their shoes off and the other person becomes disappointed about it Mm. well that was a mutually agreed upon decision to take your shoes off and that person didn't do it so in that particular situation it's important to address the fact that hey we agreed upon this okay it's disappointing that you kind of breached our agreement that makes sense okay but then there are also dis- disappointments that occur um, when there is no mutually agreed upon uh, expectation. Mm-hmm. And I think in those moments, it's important for, it, it's especially important for us to speak up. Um, and, and this is also a lesson that I feel like I've learned in marriage is that I can't expect my wife or really anybody to uphold an agreement that, that I've never, never even yeah, voiced, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was never even uh, made. And so I think sometimes when we're, when we're receiving or we've felt disappointed by somebody else, we have to really ask ourselves, like, okay, is this something that we've talked about before? Mm-hmm. Is this something that I've ever even brought up? And if it's something that I've never even brought up, then it's, then it's important for me to speak up because um, this could, you know, create understanding of each other. It could... Um, prevent future disappointments from happening. Right. So, really, just laying out the difference between like disappointments that occur from um, mutually ag- agreed upon yeah. expectations, and then disappointments that occur when an agreement was never made, mm-hmm. but it was just something that you expected, but but never voiced. From my understanding of what you're saying, it is still the healthier option to communicate Mm. when there's disappointment. Totally, yeah. We all understand the implications of when we don't say anything and this tiny thing happening over and over again can manifest into this huge deal that could have been easily resolved from the very beginning, you know? Yeah. But I believe the, the process, healthier process of handling disappointment is communicating keeping that communication open. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Whether the disappointment stems from 
an, an agreement, a, a mutual agreement, or it stems from just an expectation that you've never expressed before. Mm-hmm. I think that communication is really important, unless you're able to let it go, unless it's something where you've kind of determined is not really a big deal. Mm. Um, I, I do believe that there are there there is a scale in our life of, of you know things that are are con- considered really important to us mm-hmm. and then other things that aren't considered really very important to us at all so um so for instance you know if if i if i tell my little brother you know we're going on a hike and i tell my little brother hey dust off your shoes before you get back in the car and you know i i dust off my shoes and i hop in the car and he just hops in the car and he doesn't dust off his shoes mm-hmm. well we definitely agreed on that but you know at the end of the day it's yeah. not a big deal right you let that go right. um you know you can voice it you cannot um some things you just kind of let go and but then there are some some things that or disappointments that may occur that that might incite some form of of some pretty just incite a lot of discomfort in you yeah I think the the level of dis- discomfort should determine whether you should bring it up or not. Expand on that before you before you get into yeah. that. I want yeah. I, yeah. I say expand on that because sometimes it is uncomfortable to me to speak on it when I should. Mm, yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. And and it's in those cases where I I find myself like handling it internally. Yeah. Well, I was just listening to. Um, a lecture by Elaine Day Button the other day who's a he's a philosopher and has written several written wow <laughs> has written several books <laughs> I'm disappointed in you <laughs> actually you're just going to cut this out so the other day i was listening to a lecture um by Elaine Day Button and uh he's a philosopher and and he's written several um, essays on relationships mm-hmm. and uh, the expression of love. And he he was just talking about how oftentimes we gauge um, marriage and how we operate in marriage by our using our emotions. Mm-hmm. Most of the time we, we, we kind of we navigate life and relationships using our emotions, but he's saying it's just so unreliable. Um, and so we we really have to generate a more specific understanding of love that isn't purely emotionally driven. Mm. Um, and so when I think about disappointment and the discomfort that we feel, I think it's it is important to listen to that discomfort that can be expressed in the form of emotions. Um, and I think it's important to do that because when we don't express our feelings on disappointment, yeah. then we wind up carrying that and it winds up blowing up that emotion even more than uh, is, is even potentially realistic. Um, and you start to deviate from reality of mm. what actually happened. And so the connection I see from what Elaine Day Button uh, talked on or touched on with emotions is that... Um, I think a way to kind of control our emotions is to uh, is to not suppress them. I think when we suppress mm. them, that's when it actually does the opposite. It can it can actually inflate the issue. Um, 
And so in an effort to not allow our emotions to drive our decision-making um, or how we think, I think one way to do that is to just, is is to communicate. I know we talked about that earlier. Yeah. So just the importance of communicating disappointment because when we don't, it that that can generate resentment. It can generate a whole, a whole myriad of feelings that... Um, can really just inflate and, mm. like I said, deviate from reality from the actual thing that happened. Yeah, I see that in marriage all the time. <laughs> you know, we don't talk through something, and you know, emotions start to um, linger and expand. And you know, a simple, a simple misunderstanding, mm-hmm. you know, of who is supposed to do the laundry can turn into something way bigger and you're talking about all kinds of things just because you know uh you let it go on Hmm. festering inside and um i hope i can get some elaboration from you in those yeah Yeah. disagreements that you you may have um i just want your your insight of how sometimes some things can't be unsaid Right, but at the same time, you say some things you don't mean in 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 the moment. Mm. Miscommunication can happen because you want your intentions are there, but you end up not saying the right thing, or mm. what you end up saying gets taken out of context or the wrong way, and that can lead to more mm. uh, disagreements, or more fights. Um, I know this is a little off topic of disappointment. But since we're get, going into the the realm of emotions and in the heat of the moment, what is your take on that? Because I know at the end of the day, fights, not fights, but disagreements are going to be had yeah, throughout everyone's lives. Um, things are going to be said. Things can't be unsaid. What, yeah. where, where, yeah. How do you balance that out? Yeah, and, and you know, I can see the connection between this topic of disappointment, though, because, I mean, like I said before, like disappointment disagreements mm-hmm. which which um, can oftentimes come with disappointment um, those are inevitable in marriage mm-hmm. and so how do we deal then with the times when we we are one spouse feels disappointed do we you know do we jump on the train of I'm 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 just gonna communicate everything that I feel right now right and you just go for it raw and real this is what I'm feeling and you just, you're going for it. And like you said, sometimes we can say things that we later in retrospect, mm-hmm. we we maybe would like to have not said. And I think, um, you know, and I've, I've done this plenty of times where something comes up, I'm disappointed, I'm frustrated, mm-hmm. let down. And... I'm going to speak up. I'm going to say exactly how I feel. This is what's going on. And and then you wind up maybe being too harsh or maybe you say things that, like I say, you wish you didn't say. So, and now like moving forward and, and learning mm-hmm. from those moments, those times when, when you're expressing your distaste for a, a certain disappointment, it's important to a lot of time for processing. So, so yeah, you sh- you should communicate with your spouse, your significant other, or anybody who has disappointed you. But I think it takes 
Uh, you should allow yourself some time. I don't know what, exactly yeah, what that time looks like. For some people, it might be a day. It might take, you know, a full day, depending on what kind of disappointment it was. But it might take a full day for you to really process and and kind of gather your thoughts and 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 speak from um, um, a clear mind. Because mm-hmm. I think when we're disappointed and we're let down, it kind of it, it can potentially cloud our judgment right. a little bit because we're we're focused on being hurt. Mm-hmm. In, that, in that moment. So allowing, I think allowing processing time before yeah. we communicate so that we can come with a clear head saying, um, this is what happened. This is how it made me feel and allow for a discussion about it mm-hmm. as opposed to then, you know, it, it happened. You don't allow any process, processing time. You just come so, out guns blazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. which it happens, you know, it's, it's hard it's hard to be perfect about having your processing time. But. Yeah. And it's tough when maybe one person needs more processing than the other person. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm one of those people who might need a day or two to process things and to to really analyze how I, how I feel. Yeah. About certain situations. And it's not... I wouldn't say it's typical for an argument, if there's an argument to be had, to where one person's like, you know what? I do want to talk about this. And I know this is an issue. Mm. I know that's something that you um, feel strongly about. Mm. And I really do want to have this conversation with you. But if if you can allow me some time to think, to process, I, I really want to come to you with um, an open mind. I really want to come to you with uh, a, a thought out answer as opposed yeah. to just going off of spur of the moment. Yeah, spur of the moment. Yeah. Man, and that's hard. That's, like, that is very hard. It's like I know that that's the best route <laughs> to take, but man, when, yeah, when, when you're frustrated and you're in that moment, I think, um, yeah, you just want to, you just want to let it all out. But that's sometimes the most, that could potentially be very unhealthy and potentially destructive. And like you said, like you can't, unsay the things you say yeah you know and 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 yeah no nobody's gonna be perfect and so i know you mentioned grace earlier like there's always going to be an amount of grace we're going to have uh for ourselves and for people as we communicate through our disappointments um either the ones that that we create or the ones that other people create Mm. um it's it's difficult it's difficult in marriage and that's where um because i mean that's I think that's the realm and that's the realm of relationship where disappointment happens so often. Mm-hmm. Um, and so navigating your emotions with that um, is is really important because you could be flying the ship with your emotions and be going nowhere. Yeah. But when you take that time, like you're saying, to just tell, you know, your spouse, like, hey, you know, I need a minute or I need five, or I need yeah. a day. Give me a day to, to really think about this um, so I can come at you with a clear mind and, and like you mentioned, an open mind. Like that's mm-hmm. that's so important because when we're all heated and we're filled with those emotions of, of being hurt from a disappointment, then yeah. we're not, we don't have an open mind. We can't, mm-hmm. we can't hear the other person because we're too busy being hurt. Yeah, and I, and I know you mentioned um, spouses but this is all relation, you know. Oh, totally, totally. Uh, friends, family. Yeah, it applies everywhere. Any yeah. any connection, any relationship you have that you you care about, you want to cherish. Yeah, 
it's important to have that respect for each other to not let get not not get things uh not let things get out of hand. There you go. I got there it. it. Is. There I it got is. it. Yeah, yeah. Because things can can definitely they can get out of hand, um, and that's that's typically when you say things you you wish you didn't say. Mm-hmm. Has there been any instance where someone was disappointed in you and you didn't care? That's really interesting, actually, because like I think that's actually a, a defense mechanism for me. Because like I said, um, when somebody is disappointed in me, um, based off of my experience growing up, disappointment oftentimes came from my performance, and my performance oftentimes was attached to my Mm self-worth. So um, if somebody expressed their disappointment in me, and I'm still working on it to this day, not seeing it as a a shot to me as a person Mm -hmm. or me as a you know, a shot to my self-worth because like you had mentioned, you know, reacting and just kind of being like, yeah, I don't care. That's a defense mechanism. And I've done that many times before. (laughs) If somebody says they're disappointed, I, man, I don't give a, man, I really don't care. And, and it's essentially just me disengaging so that I don't have to face whatever it is that you're saying. Because if I really face what you're saying, then I'd have to face the, the reality of my feelings is that, If I were to allow myself to believe that you're truly disappointed in me and your disappointment is valid, then, man, then it's a shot at my self-worth, which is ridiculous. Right now as an adult, uh, you know, I'm retraining that that unhealthy thought habit. But, yeah, it definitely, definitely happens when I, when I say I don't care. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's, I feel like that's something important to note out, to note that, the basis of disappointment is when someone who cares about you is felt left let down. Yeah. Or someone you care about, you feel like they let you down. Yeah. So the basis of disappointment is you have to care about each other to be disappointed. Is what it, it can be. I mean, I do know that there are times where, you know, for those of us who you play sports and uh, your coach gets disappointed in you. Right. Oh, I'm disappointed in right. your performance. Part of that could be like you're saying, yeah, they care about you yeah. and and they know that you're better than that. Mm. Part of it also could be that, you know, as a coach, they want to win and your yeah. performance didn't help us win. So I'm disappointed in you. Okay. Or your parents who want you to do well in school. Yeah. And you don't do well and they're disappointed in you. That could be a sincere sense of like, um, I want you to do well yeah. because I know you're capable of it. So I can definitely see where you come from as far mm-hmm. as like disappointment coming from somebody who like, it comes from people who care, yeah. you know? Um, I do I do also think that there are people who are hypersensitive, um, who are probably more apt to being disappointed because I think you can sometimes look for disappointment. Mm. And if you're looking for it, you'll find it. So I, I don't think that all disappointment comes from from people who care about you because I think the people who are hypersensitive um, and are looking for disappointment, I yeah. think that's, um, that's somebody who's actually consumed by themselves. Yeah. So let me, uh, let me ch- rearrange what I wanted to say. When it, when it comes from someone who cares, like, and I know who cares, that's when I feel bad. 
Yeah. When it comes from someone like the coach who just yeah. wants to win, then I'm like, eh. No, yeah, yeah, you know. What I'm yeah, whatever. <laughs> so that's where the disparity comes yeah. for me. Yes. That's a that's a really good distinction to make. Yeah, because when when you let somebody down um, that you care about and they care about you, yeah. man, that's harder to yeah, that's harder to live live with for sure. But when somebody's just when when they don't care about you and the disappointment is really just coming from a place of their own self interest, mm-hmm. yeah, it's easier to brush that off. It can be. I also want to real quick touch the base on moments where you are disappointed in yourself. Mm. How do you how do you mm. react? How do you act? What's mm. the plan? What's the mental processes? Um, sometimes that's just as hard, if not harder, than mm-hmm. than disappointment from others. Because I meant I know you mentioned you give other people more grace than you do yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, if somebody were to let me down, I'd probably be more apt to to offer grace. Um, if I were to let them down, um, I would be in the past more, uh, self-destructive in my thought process. Mm -hmm. So I would, and, and I would also perseverate quite a bit on, on the actual thing that happened that, that caused disappointment. Mm -hmm. And I would break down every little thing to try to figure out. Um, it's not even, it actually isn't even productive because, um, a lot of times when I perseverate in that way, Mm -hmm. it's like not even, it's not going to change what happened. Right. Um, it's like the, really the only thing I can do is, is change my perception of what happened. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's a really, a really hard thing to do. Um, I've gotten a lot better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like being able to, um, to let go. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, that is incredibly, yeah. um, it's said over and over and over and it's very cliche, but, but it's definitely, I, I think it takes many years to, to finally get to a place where you can, where you can let go mm-hmm. of things and, and instances where you've disappointed others or you disappointed yourself. Yeah. And to move on productively yeah. from that. I know. I I definitely know that feeling. Yeah. How do you how do you usually respond to to disappointing yourself or when, when other when you've disappointed other people? Disappointing myself in the past, I tended to be more self destructive and non productive. Hmm. That really takes energy out of yourself. Totally. And it's just like this uh whole self fulfilling prophecy, like Yeah. I'm in this mood. And me being aware of this mood keeps me in this mood, you know? And totally. I do all these things. But I've learned to, to take the small the small victories. And when I'm disappointed in myself, I make mental lists, okay, what can what things can I do to to be proud of myself? Mm. What were these things? It doesn't even have to be about that necessary uh the subject that was disappointing in the first place. Mm. But any little positive steps I can I have to move forward uh, and grow as a person. Mm. Um, take those little steps. Take the the little victories day by day. Disappointment can be daunting when it when it's uh, especially if it's a big one. Then like that's the only thing you see in the in the in the picture, yeah, in the frame. But I learned taking those little mini steps. Over time, they they accrue. You know, they mm. they build that bigger picture. 
so that that one's daunting disappointment is is small compared to all the the, the little victories that you had. Mm. So that that works well for me. Yeah, perspective, man. Perspective <laughs> is everything because yeah, it's so easy to get focused on, you know, the the times where we, the mistakes we've made, mm-hmm. the ways in which we've disappointed others. But then, like you said, to focus on those little victories, right? Like we we actually we forget, like we have a choice. You know, mm-hmm. we have a choice at how we look at things. As hard as it may be at times to to exercise that choice and actually focus on things that are that produce growth yeah you know and i and i think focusing on those victories and focusing on those the things that will produce measurable change are are important well thank you um patrick i thank you listeners yeah appreciate it. likewise likewise ryan yeah yeah um i know that this topic of disappointment is it's multi-layered. Mm-hmm. Um, we experience it in many different ways where people disappoint us or we disappoint other people or we disappoint ourselves. And you know, ultimately, we have to find ways to, to move past disappointment and uh, to move towards positive growth. Yes. Because uh, any mistake we make or any setback ultimately has, uh, it, it, it has potentially two purposes, one to either really bring us down or it has mm. the purpose of building us up and teaching us and allowing us to move forward as, as stronger, more emotionally resilient uh, people and, and more self-aware people. And, and so ultimately that's, that's something we all need to explore and learn from. Speak on it, Ryan, man. You're saying, saying the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us for another episode. My name is Ryan. My name is Patrick. We'll see you next time.